This is DDS. From the DDS studios, we are your hosts today. Blake Melton, Bradley Newberry, Matthew Parker. Well, he's a pirate. He's out on the open seas today, drinking one in honor of him. Newberry, what's going on today? Happy Sunday, Mr. Milton. Just kicking back, did some yard work, yeah. drinking a beer. Yeah. By God, we're going to talk some sports on a Sunday. Absolutely. But before we do that, please go ahead down below, hit that mm-hmm. like and subscribe button for us. It's free. It really helps us out, guys. Really appreciate that from you. Go ahead and hit that Rumble button on Rumble. Follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. And you can find all of the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the like. We're there, guys. Check us out. Newberry, yeah. lot, I mean... Look, this is a time of year where everybody is looking for something to do with sports. They're, 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 they're craving it right now. I mean, the only thing really going on right now is baseball, right? Uh, I mean, you got the College World Series wrapping up. You got a little NHL wrapping up. Yeah. Stanley Cup. Right. And I mean, but, you know, football, NBA obviously. just finished. Everybody loves football. They want it. They, they're, they're thirsting for it. But my goodness, can we just have some good news come out of the, out of out of the NFL for once? I mean, it seems like everything's negative. I mean, it's just like society. The society doesn't want to talk about the good. No. I mean, if it's bad, then it's uh, ratings. Negative equals rating. Controversy creates cash, as I remember hearing and watching wrestling growing up. Right. So without <clears throat> controversy and negativity, what are they going to talk about? There's plenty of good out there. There is. There are 99 point whatever percent of all NFL owners and players are fantastically good. Yeah. The community outreach. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, it's that but zero it's, point zero. They zero overshadow point. everybody. Yeah. You know, they're so bad. I mean, look, we'll jump right into it here. Deshaun Watson. This story just mm-hmm. will not go away. It just won't go away. I mean, and rightfully so. It's, you know, we kind of hinted at, you know, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, he settled, what, 20 of the 24 or 22, whatever it 20 was. 20 of the 24. Four are expected to go further into court systems. It and is, these are the ones we know about. I mean, exactly. That's what we said on the last show is these are just the ones we know about. They can't all just, they can't all be lies. I'll just say that. There's, they're too detailed. There's too much smoke here for there not to be fire. Uh, I was reading in a New York Times article that it's actually implicating the Texans, too, saying that the Texans provided Watson with uh, hotel memberships as well as NDAs for use for some of his appointments. I mean, it's a bad look. I mean, talk about a fall from grace. This guy was kind of thought of to be kind of the good guy, the, you know, before all this came out. Let's not forget, he has never been charged once. No, at, well, they've settled. A crime. Yeah, they've settled. They've, but, but here lately, let's go ahead and, and pull this article up here, right? Because this is what we're talking about. This is this is the news that's uh, that's kind of permeating uh everything uh right there this is who is this 
This is Paul Kasabian over at the Bleacher Report. NFL is pushing for an indefinite suspension of Deshaun Watson. Now, typically, from what I've seen in the past, the NFL is hesitant to ever jump into something like that without pretty concrete evidence. I mean, you look here at the article, the NFL is looking to hand down an indefinite suspension lasting no less than one year under the league's personal conduct policy. That is, <laughs> I mean, it goes on to say here, yeah, we, he settled 20 of the 24 lawsuits, two more uh, were being processed. He's denied allegations and all that. Yeah, well... I mean, we're not talking about one or two no. uh-oh incidents here. We're talking about two dozen that are just known. Yeah. Who knows how many are unknown? Absolutely. It's not just a one one off. Absolutely. 24. So, all right, let's read this statement here. The league, the league's dis, or excuse me, the league's belief that it should institute what is essentially the strictest discipline it can assess is based on its in- investigation over the last year, the breadth of the allegations against him, and some accusations that NFL officials have concluded are particularly damning. That doesn't sound good. While the league's arguments include the broad array of the accusations against Watson. In addition to the 24 lawsuits, other women have accused him of wrongdoing without taking civil civil action against him. Again, these are just the ones we know about, right? Officials have zeroed in on five of the alleged victims whose cases they believe include the strongest evidence. It says that the league will focus on those five cases as it argues for the significant ban. Those cases include contemporaneous corroboration. (laughs) Good Lord. Those are a lot of syllables such as text messages and women's account of the women's accounts to the people said. Um, The league's officials believe those allegations in particular are objectively provable. Oof and establish a clear and disturbing pattern of behavior. It sounds like they've got them dead to rights on some of these. It sounds like they have proof. It says that they're not going to accept a suspension of less than one year. I mean, this is like Ray Rice stuff, it sounds like. I mean, I believe it. I believe believe the NFL will – I believe the hammer's coming down here. It's – I can't get past the number. I can't get past the number of 24 known accusations, cases, if you will. Well, and it said in the article that some of them just have come out, and but they didn't file any kind of civil lawsuit. Yeah. And I mean, so we've got a lot of things already being planned for the aftermath. Yeah. We have, if... It's ruled that Watson did not violate this policy. It's like it all goes away. But then what happens from the civil side? I think that gets ramped way up. Yeah. If Because then they're going to really, the outside will really attack the NFL at this point. 
and question a lot of things with the how the NFL just operates in general. If that yeah. if that is just no, we see no violation. Mm-hmm. And then on the other hand, if it's ruled that uh, Mr. Watson mm-hmm. is guilty of violating the conduct policy, then you already know that the players' union is going to appeal. And then that'll yeah. take time. Does yeah. the appeal allow him to play by technicality? I don't. Th- this story's not going away. And 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 the funny thing is, this this was already known. And we well, tie it back yeah. to the Cleveland Browns. I know making and, this guy the I mean, highest we're, paid. We're talking player. about a guy that's now going to miss an entire a third year of Browns, NFL playing time. The Browns and, knew this. I know. And now they're going into us. I'm sure there's p- probably something written into the contract that gets them out of it somehow but my thing is is that i mean he's he's pretty much got to be done right if if this ends up to being a t- another two years of him out of football he's done right look if you and i take i mean we don't know what he's going to look like after these two years that he's missed we're not professional athletes but just from layman terms if we take two to three months off of playing golf mm-hmm you know, it takes us a minute to yeah. get ramped The back expectations up. are lower for sure. Two to three months. We're talking about three, two or three years. Man, I, I just, That's, whoa, I know he's young. He's at the top echelon of athleticism. I mean, sure. Not a damn robot. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I mean, this is such a Cleveland Browns thing to happen, right? This, I mean, like I said, the only thing that would have made this better is if Colin Kaepernick was his backup. I mean, <laughs> you, you just got a complete, you got a complete uh, question mark now as to. I mean, I, they have to proceed forward like like their their backup. Who's their backup? I don't even know who their backup is. It could be Case Keenum, but there could be hope. I have something for you. Uh oh. Michael Balco Jr., sports writer and host of the Michael Balco Show podcast. Yep. Reporting just this morning, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, boy. And the Cleveland Browns are nearing a trade agreement that would send Baker Mayfield to Seattle. And we all remember that Seattle got quarterback from Denver when they traded Russell Wilson to Denver. So it's there could be actions coming next week because the Cleveland Browns know they're screwed. They they're they're hosed. Um, Where do they go? It doesn't matter if it's Case Keenum. It doesn't matter if it's the poor guy from Seattle that didn't play any good at Denver right. nor at Missouri in the SEC. Yeah. Oh, good lord! Um, I can't even think of his name. Lock, Drew Lock. It doesn't matter. Right. I just hear it the doesn't. rock. It, it, what is your name? It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> You're a loser. Oh, good Lord. Um, the, this is such a Browns thing to do. It just is. So uh, congratulations, Odell Beckham Jr. Congratulations, Jarvis Landry, for getting the fuck out of there. I mean. I mean, Nick Chubb. I know it. it Nick probably, Chubb's left behind. Yeah. He's going to get run into the ground. I mean, they're going to hand the ball off 500 times. Everybody knows what they're going to do now. Everybody knows Case Keenum's not going to beat him. Hooper got out. He's in Tennessee. Yeah. What? I mean, the Browns, I mean, they, they are totally screwed right now. 
but but they got themselves into this. What were they thinking? This this news was known about Deshaun Watson. Everybody, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while. That, that what happens whenever this comes back to roost? But not only did they trade for him, they paid this man as if he was, was Jesus. Two hundred and thirty million or something like that. Two hundred thirty, two hundred forty million. The most. I mean, it was in the article. Aaron Rodgers is still playing. He didn't get that. Tom Brady is still playing. He never got that. Two hundred five year, two hundred thirty million. Peyton Manning played for eighteen years. It seemed like he didn't get paid that. I mean, yeah, they're going to pay a guy that hadn't played football in two in two years, who has baggage that we all know is coming back to haunt him at some point. And they just said, "Sure, Deshaun, let me pay you." I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I mean, to me, this this organization deserves whatever the hell it gets. It really does. I'm a poor decision making, but it, but it has a history of that in, in my dreams. I'm very thankful for the jets winning a couple of games back to back to allow the Jaguars to draft Trevor Lawrence to take them out of this possibility because I could have easily seen the Jags going for this stinky bait as well. Oh, if they they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you remember all the talk about him going to Miami too. Oh, Miami got so lucky. I mean, they really but, did. I mean, th- th- let's just face it. I mean, Cleveland is laying a giant shit burger. I mean, that, that's really what it is. I mean, th- they are in such a bad spot right now. And they have just put, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's probably something written in there that if these things, these charges come back up, that they don't, they aren't liable for paying them, but they're going to have to pay them something. At least part of it was guaranteed, right? Yeah. Watson has a base salary of $1.035 million for the 2022 season. As a part of a five-year contract he signed with the Browns worth guaranteed $230 million. He would lose that salary if he's suspended for the entire season. And it's possible that the NFL could seek to impose an additional fine. It's... It's too much, man. And it's just so it it keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper, right? And with the and with the appeal, this is where it has the you know how we say shit goes downhill. Yeah, yeah. The NFLPA is expected to cite the following if Deshaun Watson is accused here. Oh boy, can't wait for this. Says NFL is expected to cite among other issues the NFL's decision not to suspend the following owners, Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft, and Washington Commanders Daniel Snyder. If that's not another guy in the news, I don't know what it is. Because old Danny. Yeah, we might as well just jump right Danny's into Danny's been in the news as a, as a punk-ass prick Dude. for over a decade. There are so many bad people in positions of power in the NFL. It's ridiculous. Let's see. Well, I think money can then get away with it. Let's just look at this one instance right here. This is this is from yardbarker.com. Who wrote this? Uh King W. Motley the third. Okay. Dan Snyder allegedly had milk poured in Nationals owner suite as payback for business deal. 
That's mature. Now, let me just show you this picture here. That is the picture of a grown fucking child is what that is with money. You know, this article goes on to, I mean, so this guy's been summoned before uh, the House hearing, a a, a congressional hearing about all this. He he has been subpoenaed to to show up this week. Yeah, and he didn't last week. And will he? Is I, now the question. Yeah. I mean, he, he he didn't this last week. He's not in the country right now. So, I mean, Are they going to bring him back? I mean, I mean, they just had Roger Goodell this past week. Goodell apparently trying to cover for him. He's not, not to my recollection. I mean, come on. So this is... This article we have on screen here has a quote. Uh, it has a quote of someone who gave, I, I guess, a, a deposition or a statement of some kind to the congressional hearing. Uh, we completed a business deal with the learners that, in Dan's view, was way too much money to pay, but we needed the parking. Pawkins testimony read, Dan wanted to see Mark Lerner's suite, and we... Go up there to his suite. This was on a non-game day. Dan asked me to pour milk on the carpet under the seating in Mark Lerner's suite so that the suite would smell like sour milk when the Lerner family came in on game day. He had redacted do that on another occurrence. So, uh, man... He says, I owe Mark Lerner an apology, but I did it because Dan told me to do it. So this, <laughs> this organization, I mean, talk about an organization in decline. You know, a, an organization that, you know, at one point, you know, was kind of looked at as a pretty respectable organization. But this started a long time ago. Yeah, it's not just this year. No, our off season. No, I mean, uh, so uh, I've enjoyed the the articles I've been reading about Dan Snyder and the Washington Commanders launching what they're calling a shadow investigation. Yeah, to try to discredit former yeah. employees. To, yeah, like look, they're shit. They're shit. They don't yeah. mean anything. They're what they say doesn't mean anything. Yeah, blah, that's blah, blah, blah. that's all mentioned like in this timeline. Yeah, uh, it's. I mean, this all started back on this. It, it starts way back yeah, farther than what we're talking about. Two thousands, at least. But in two thousand eighteen, this all goes back to the whole Gruden thing, where he he started talking about, you know, cheerleaders, you know, sending pictures of folks or sending pictures of cheerleaders, you know, with their shirts off and stuff. They made, you know, cheerleaders make allegations in New York Times report in two thousand eighteen. Uh, President of business operations resigns. Uh, team pledges more family f- friendly uh, atmosphere. I mean, good grief. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. It just never seemed to go away. I mean, some of this stuff, I mean, 17 women make allegations in Washington Post report in 2020. That's 17. seven fewer than the Deshaun Watson thing. So is, is that why he gets a pass? No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. He's our, we already know that he's paid over one and a half million dollars to a poor lady. I shouldn't say poor lady, but 
Damn. to a lady that uh, accused of Snyder asking for sex, sexual <clears throat> favors, send the pictures, groping her, I'm removing her clothes against her will. I yeah, mean, I'm assuming that that's what this is right here. Uh, in 2020. Just because you have power and money, you think you can just sweep that under the rug, man. Yeah, this is from theathletic.com. It's a very involved article. Very long article because unfortunately this is this is just a total shit storm in DC. As if it wasn't already enough of a shit storm in DC. It's just it's absolutely embarrassing. It's just embarrassing to see some of this stuff. Here's the whole Gruden thing here. Golly, Congress gets involved. 2021. Golly. Listen to this thing. I mean, it's not just his actions against women. But but right here, I'm about to quote something to you where he yeah. attacks a completely different community. COO of the Washington football team, commanders now. Palkin. Former COO testified that testified that Snyder would say of him, "Yeah, he has to be gay. As ugly as these cheerleaders are that he hired, he has to be gay." I mean, that's a double whammy in just one statement, one testified statement. You know, I mean, calling his COO names and judging the women by their looks. Look, we've been really hard on organizations before for making. Uh, the work environment toxic. You know, I, I'm specifically talking about the Urban Meyer fiasco that was in in Jacksonville. Kudos to Shad Khan for putting an end to it. Um, but it just seems like there was no stopping this guy. He was in the position, the position of power. He wasn't. He was going to do whatever the hell he wanted. He was going to be a complete dick to everybody. He was going to make inappropriate comments, lewd comments, make inappropriate actions against women uh, in the organization. It's hard for me to, to sit here and say that there's a bright future for the Washington commanders whenever shit like this is going on. Yeah. Now, particularly in today's time when nothing is really a secret, right? You know, 24 hour news cycle, uh, anybody can just pull out their phone and take a picture or anything like that. You, you know, you send a text message, it's there forever. Somebody can take a screenshot of it and post it and it's, it's immortalized basically. Yep. Palkin later testified. He'd said rather than discipline coaches for sexual harassment against these women, that Dan Snyder ordered the female to just keep their distance. It's not the coach's fault. Stay away from my coaches and that won't happen. So it's her fault. Is that what fault. I mean? You're, you're, it's their you fault. looked good and you were presenting yourself yeah. as bait. Absolutely crazy. I mean, it, again, it just makes me question the commanders as a legitimate organization in the NFL. What is, what's, is, what's the owners association going to do? Are they going to do anything? Uh, Roger Goodell was asked if he would be able to uh, start the process of getting Dan Snyder removed from as an owner, and he says he doesn't have that power, which is t technically true. 
the uh, the owners would have to mm-hmm. vote on this, but where Roger Goodell was a little bit short sighted was he can start the process. Yeah, he, he can can't be it. the judge and the jury. I mean, but the, he can start the, the court process. of public opinion is powerful, and if he comes out strongly and says this this should not be tolerated, the the owners association need to meet. They need to act on this. The NFL has to take a stand, regardless of whether they have the power to oust him. It doesn't matter. They have to have a stand uh, about where they are with how these people are being treated. Because, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> you know, I sound like I'm on my other podcast, the Deco Podcast. I should go check that out. But, <laughs> but the only only way that evil prevails if good men stand by and do nothing is the NFL going to stand by and do nothing. That's the question. We'll see. Yeah. Texas and Arch Manning have made some moves and some news. The number one recruit of the 2023 class, Arch Manning, has committed to the Texas Longhorns, Blake. Yes, he has. And, you know, he didn't do it in in a flashy manner, you know, in true Manning fashion. He just kind of put just a blah tweet out and said, yeah, hey, I'm going to go to the University of Texas. You know, in, in the age of when the kids are, you know, doing the flag the hat reveal. reveal, the flag reveal, whatever. I mean, really flashy stuff. Uh, I guess it's sort of kind of refreshing, but it's it's kind of just a Manning thing, really. That's the way they did it too. I mean, uh, I remember Peyton. He just kind of after he after he came back from his Tennessee visit, he two days later he was eating a burger in a restaurant or something. He just announced it or something. That's cool. I mean, so, there's uh, just like any other decisions, there's a, there's a ripple down effect about yeah. to come here. Um, we have a transfer that you're going to talk about that just yeah. came over to Texas. Uh, we, we've got Texas and Oklahoma making this big move migration mm-hmm. into the SEC. So it kind of lines up with that time. But tell us more about the uh, transfer. So, you know, <laughs> This is kind of a funny thing with college football. You know, you always want to have the best talent. Uh, So, yes, Arch Manning is supposed to be really, really good. Supposed to be, right? Well, they've already got a guy who just transferred in in December, Quinn Ewers. He was also a number one overall uh, recruit, quarterback recruit. He, uh, He actually was originally coming to Texas. Decided to go to uh, Ohio State. Now he transferred back to Texas because, you know, this is the age of move around. Just it doesn't go, matter. Leave whenever you want. <laughs> Commitments mean nothing. So if Quinn Ewers is the real deal, if my math serves me correct, you know, Arch Manning is class of 2023. So he won't, he won't not be there this year. available until at the earliest next fall. Um, 2023, he'd be a true freshman yeah, if which, he's redshirted. That's 2024. They give this Ewers guy at least two years, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, again, if he's the real deal, you're telling me you're going to have a real deal junior that's going to be sat over a redshirt sophomore? I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is so this again, we're in the age of you know, transfer portal and. NIL. I don't know any NIL stuff about about uh, Arch Manning. I'm sure there's probably something, but there's probably something with Quinn Ewers yeah, too. This is, I mean, but the 
University of Texas and other colleges, they're going to be like, what have you done for me lately, viewers? Oh, 100%. I mean, okay, so you uh, this year you allowed us to go 9-3. and three, um, and Then you go 0-2 oh to start the next year, and you're like, no. Manning, you're in. And then yours goes to the transfer I know. board. Block. So here's you know the, the story. Here, so. here is the tough part. You mentioned the what SEC have you done for merger. Me lately? You mentioned the SEC merger with with Oklahoma and Texas. 2025 is when right now when they're saying that's going to happen. You know, uh, Arch Manning, assuming that he red shirts his freshman year, he'll have a couple more years left. They're comparing them in this article here on CBSSports.com to the likes of Johnny Manziel. You know, is he going to be a, as they put it, a transformational talent? A lot of syllables. Transformational talent. You know, like Johnny Manziel was whenever Texas A&M came to the SEC. That's all speculation. You can't sit here. That right is my now big thing here. here and like, yeah, he definitely. There is. is so much hype here, and look, I mean, it's not just. Texas, it's it's all these these guys. These guys haven't even stepped foot on on a campus on the campus yet. I mean, heaven forbid they get injured. No, he probably just took his ACT this summer. I mean, <laughs> you know, most <laughs> of these guys twenty five or whatever. Exactly. Mean. I mean, most of these guys are, you know, juniors when they commit. I mean, we're talking about a sixteen year old, seventeen at best. Yeah. I mean, this is a kid. Yeah, I mean. uh it is it's going to be a challenge for Steve Sarkeesian to keep everybody happy because honestly that is the the issue today with with the transfer portal is if guys aren't happy particularly quarterbacks if they're not going to get to play I'll go play at MTSU I'll go play at La Tech I mean Texas Tech Oklahoma Louisiana Lafayette yeah I'll Georgia just go, I'll just go to Alabama. From Oklahoma to South Carolina. We'll see that, some of that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'll it, just go. It is going to be interesting. To see. It, it, I mean, just the transfer portal stuff is an absolute soap opera in and of itself. Now you throw in an NIL. Now there's big money involved. What does that do to this situation? I don't know. I just I don't know that we all really need to get really excited about a kid who is a junior in high school right now. Who's got a whole? <laughs> uh, he's got. Mm. He's got to go to a senior banquet. He's yeah. got to play another season of high school football. I was going to say he's got a whole another season of high school football. He's not going to take a year off. Uh, and look, I mean. I mean, I know people in Tennessee or at the University of Tennessee are, you know, it's Nico versus Arch now in 2025. It's like, you know, because Nico Iyama Lavea, you know, he is the number, it's kind of depends on who you ask when you, they say who's the best quarterback in, in the 2023 class. But uh, look, they may all have the physical tools. College football is a different game than high school football. You're playing against men. You're not playing against little boys who shouldn't be playing football. That's the reality. And I'm not saying that they're not good. They are good. I'm sure. I'm certain of it. They wouldn't be getting these offers if they weren't good. But I think we all need to kind of calm down just a little bit. And not to mention, I do not envy someone like Steve Sarkeesian who has to 
manage. I mean, college college coaches are now kind of turning into uh, NFL, you know, coaches having to manage personalities and egos now. You know, because if they don't like it, they'll just, for lack of a better term, they'll be traded. They'll, you know, they'll ask for a trade. That's basically what the transfer portal is. And yeah. as Tennessee found out last year, when you have your backup quarterback leave in the middle of the fucking season, Harrison Bailey, it sucks. Because what happens when your starting quarterback comes comes up lame? Now you have to put your third string in. And you hope that he doesn't get hurt. Which is your backup punter. I mean, I mean, so I'm sure we're probably going to see some of this NIL, not NIL, excuse me, the transfer portal stuff rain back in. But it just seems to me like it is just getting kind of crazy. And I, look, I'm happy for Arch Manning. I know he comes from a great pedigree. Um, I think he's obviously got a leg up on a lot of people as far as what to expect playing in the SEC and playing under pressure. Um, I'm sure he's probably got a good head on his shoulders, but let's let him be a high school senior. Let's let him develop because you never know. He may get to college. He may stink it up. He may never see the field. I mean, Tennessee thought Harrison Bailey was going to be the next, you know, Peyton Manning. I mean, that, that was the actual comparison that they made to him. And he hardly ever saw the field. And I'm starting to think that there is a reason for that. <laughs> And there's probably a reason why when he left the University of Tennessee, and this is no knock on UNLV, but the only place he could find to go was UNLV. You go from a SEC powerhouse, quote unquote, you know, historical powerhouse to UNLV. Quite the step down. But anyway. That's all I got on Arch Manning. Welcome to the SEC, Arch. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> that's the other thing. I mean, they're saying 2025 for Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, we'll, we'll see if that's actually the date that it happens. I mean, we don't really know that. Man, you see, and I'm, I'm watching Newberry flip through his phone over here. One thing that I thought was funny is I saw that tr- Trevor Lawrence lost, like, what was it, $15 million because he got some of his money in Crift crypto dude you can't take my final thought come on man <laughs> say, any, I couldn't any, help it. any final that's one of my favorite segments it's always one last nugget it's all but good. now you just brought it into the regular show i know i know man but hey i mean it's trevor lawrence knows his time is short so he has to make sure he's he was taking a gamble he's taking a gamble uh before we came on here we did see that the freaking pga tour is going you know suspension happy lately who uh, they're they're like it's either us you're either with us or you're against us even if you're doing some charitable thing or some silly thing for kids and nickelodeon for god's sakes yeah it's totally different than the live conversation yeah so it, this was breaking at the time it was uh justin thomas john rum and colin morikawa have been suspended with immediate effect for their participation in the slime cup on the rival nickelodeon tour the slime cup. I love it. Double dare, baby. I know that there's a lot of business, you know, a lot of dollars, a lot of business deals, a lot of contracts that are that are in effect here with a lot of these players. But I think you have to be able to use your judgment a little bit better, don't you? 
I mean, <laughs> absolutely. It, it just yeah. seems to me that see some common sense, folks. It just seems to me that whenever you give, whenever you acknowledge something like the nickel, I didn't know the Nickelodeon tour was a thing. <laughs> the slime cup. I don't even know what that is. It just seems to me that if you acknowledge something like that as being a rival, you're giving them more of a, of a platform and more of a leg to stand on. Jay Monahan, PGA Tour Commissioner, says, We welcome good, healthy competition. The Nickelodeon Slime Cup is not that. <laughs> the Slime Cup. <laughs> I mean, it just... I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I know that there's a lot of drama going on with the LIV tour challenge or whatever the fuck it is. But I think the more attention you give to this thing, the great, the worse you're making yourself look because you're, you, you kind of seem like a sniveling little baby. Just my opinion. I think if the PGA tour will learn some lessons by, you know, observing some of the things that maybe players like about some of these other, other tours or some of the fun stuff that they do. I think that that could be helpful. I mean, the money's obviously there, you know, the, the PGA, uh, they announced they're going to start doing some more events that are going to be higher purses. So, I mean, the money's always been there. You know, the PGA is just such a top heavy organization. They pay all these executives out there. Goo gobs of money. Not really sure exactly what they do. I'm sure they do something. Oh, yeah. But it's just astronomical probably what they're getting paid. And remember, like we said at the top of the show, there are so many entities and people that are doing great, great things in the communities, great things in society. It's just the newsworthy things are all negative. Yeah. Just all the time. Absolutely. They are. I mean, it, it, it sucks. It really does. But... I don't got anything else. You got anything else? We'll see. Okay. Okay. Challenge accepted, he says. Don't forget. You're already here. Hit the like. Yeah, go ahead and hit, hit that. Hit the follow. Guys, it's free. We're not going to bug you. It's not going to, unless yeah. you hit the notification bell, which if you do want notifications of new episodes, you hit the little bell icon. We'll chat with you. We did that this past week. Absolutely. We appreciate we love hearing from. We love hearing from, hearing from you guys. Hit that like and subscribe button for us. It really helps us out. Really, uh, YouTube loves it, too. They love it for the algorithm and all that. But, Newberry, final thoughts. I'm going to the NBA now for my oh final my. thoughts. Oh, wow. He dug deep. The National Basketball Association has just concluded their NBA finals for the 2022 season with the Golden State Warriors winning the championship mm. and the MVP was one Steph Curry. Congratulations, you three-point shooting from everywhere on the basketball court, man. A little NBA shout-out here on DDS. We never do it. There you go. There you go, I, I guess. Balling. Balling. I don't know, man. I'm not much of an NBA guy, but I do know one thing. What's that? It is two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well.